Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3, welcome to the bigger picture. The big focus today for markets is the US midterm elections. And President Joe Biden is not on the ballot. But the outcome will determine how much he can achieve in the second half of his term and how the government can respond to growing recession risks. It will also be an important barometer for the Republican Party and maybe even whether Donald Trump will run against Biden in 2024. So this could be a defining moment for markets as it can affect both policies domestically as well as foreign and trade relations. Let's unpack with Tamar Beg. He is the chief economist for DBS Bank. Morning, Tamar. Good morning, Ryan. Hey, let's get a take on what's happening here. We've got a midterm elections, typically seen as a bit of a report cut on how effective the president and his party has been in the first two years of their term. How will you rate their performance, at least maybe perceived by the public? Well, it's been a consequential two years, uh, starting with March 2021, when right after taking over the White House, U.S. government passed a 1.9 trillion COVID stimulus package passed with Congress. And after that, We've had major bills or legislations passed on infrastructure, a bipartisan bill, a technology bill, veterans health bill, gun safety bill, and slew of investments in climate change and healthcare. So we're talking about a tally of about $1.4 trillion worth of measure beyond the 1.3 million, 9 trillion um, COVID stimulus that I just mentioned. And mm-hmm. most interesting thing of all is that of this 1.4 trillion, over 900 billion was passed with bipartisan support. Maybe that is one part of the narrative that is normally missing where people sort of think of the last two years as Republicans being obstructionists and the Democrats just pushing through their agenda. But the fact of the matter is most of the work that Biden accomplished, he did it with bipartisan support. So I'd give him a consequential check mark. Mm. It has been a tough two years because of COVID-19, of course, inflation, with all these rising cost pressures. If the Republicans have a shot in taking back some seats, what's the base case here? Because you've got more than 400 seats in the House of Representatives up for election. You've got a Senate comprising 100 members. And the Republicans, if they take back some control, what sort of scenario are you looking at here? So the polls are suggesting a very strong likelihood that the U.S. Congress, the House, would flip and go to the Republicans. This seems to be a typical phenomenon in the U.S. political calendar where the incumbent party tends to lose suits in the midterm. The bigger question is the Senate, where there is seems like a you know, possibility that the Republicans might eke out a small majority, but it could be the other way around as well. The probabilities are rather tight, 50-50 odds, if you will. Uh, if the House goes to the Republicans and the Senate does not, um, we will see uh, less legislative achievement. But as far as pushing through uh, political appointees are concerned, mm. the Biden administration would still be successful because that requires senatorial approval. If the, both the House and the Senate swing to the Republicans, we might see a large extent of policy paralysis as far as the Democratic Party agenda is concerned. Whatever they need to do, they would have to do with substantial support from the Republicans, and that would, of course, narrow the areas of progress mm. that they can make from their perspective. Let's expand on that part, the fiscal policies, right? How much that might be complicated because of the obstacles or these potential obstacles with a Republican Party in Congress, controlling part of the Congress. What does that mean for rate hikes? Because it means passing any new stimulus measures will be tougher. Ryan, it's not just a question of passing stimulus measures. Passing the budget 
in itself might become an issue because the U.S. Congress has this issue related to debt ceiling. Mm. And the Republicans want to control the House. They may be able to hold the budget hostage for certain things or concessions they want out of the Biden administration. We have seen this drama play out in the past, but at a time when dollar liquidity is being withdrawn by the Federal Reserve, at a time when interest rates are going up, the last thing the world market need is significant uncertainty about U.S. budget. And that could be one area of stability for the instability for the markets coming forward. Mm. And what does that mean for trade policy? Because in recent years, we've seen how the Biden administration has not been as accommodative as what some have expected. We've seen recently the tightening of restrictions in the semiconductor space. What can we expect if we do get Republicans back in the frame? I think there is a competition in Washington these days about who can be more tough on China. Mm. So there's no daylight between the Republicans and Democrats in terms of, you know, pushing back on various things with respect to technology and perhaps other areas of uh, economic advantage that China has been building up. But it seems to me that the Republican, at least judging from the rhetoric of the potential leaders of the parties, if they take over Congress, is that they will try to be even tougher on China, not just on trade, but on wide range of issues related to uh, geopolitics. So, so clearly, as far as China is concerned, there is not much of a good news coming from them. Uh, in the past, uh, during the Trump administration, it was seen that the U.S. was being transactional with China. Mm-hmm. We will raise tariffs, and if you do A, B, and C, like buying soybeans from the U.S., we may consider reducing the tariff. I think we have gone past that transactional phase now, whether it is a Republican Party or the Democratic Party in power, it seems to be just one you know, strategy of unmitigated push over China. Mm. And Timo, we've got to wrap things up here. So let's talk about the various ripple effects across the sectors you might see. Uh, if you look at the climate agenda by Joe Biden, he's been pushing through a couple of things like clean energy tax incentives, pushing for more EVs, also the Inflation Reduction Act. What will it mean if the Republicans come back in a bigger fashion? Republicans will certainly be more friendly toward fossil fuels, no question about that. But I don't necessarily think that will come at the advantage of undermining the various momentum we have in the green agenda, uh, whether it is the EV space or the battery space or some degree of onshoring of climate-sensitive technologies and production capabilities, Mm. I really don't think that is going to be undermined because corporate America is very much on board with that. It's not like something that is being pushed by the administration and the private sector is reluctantly embracing it, uh, particularly on climate change, but also the broader ESG complex. There are a lot of willing participants in the American private sector. I don't think the Republicans would necessarily want to unsettle that. All right, great insights and a preview of the U.S. midterm elections. We've been sharing with Tamo Big. He is the chief economist for DBS Bank. Tamo, thanks as always, and we'll catch up again with you soon. My pleasure, Ryan. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.